Maishas Per Gimel Mishnah Dalid. This Mishnah has two separate parts with two separate topics. We'll deal with each one separately. The first one we talk about here is talking about finding fruit on the road. Now the question is going to be, may one keep the fruit? And, which is really a Bapamatsiya question. And then, if he does keep it, if he's allowed to keep it, must he tithe it before eating it? Or could he eat it, Machilas um, Arai, on the road there? So, whether or not he can keep it under normal circumstances depends upon if the owner can be safely assumed to have given up hope of getting it back, called Yeush. And in general, the idea is if it's reasonable to assume he'll get it back, like, for example, he could bring a raya, like a, a simon, like a sign that shows that he, it's for sure his, then he would expect to get it back because he can prove it's his. He'll get it back, and therefore he wouldn't be Mayesh. He wouldn't give up hope of getting it back. And therefore, it's not yet Hefker. It still remains the property of the original owner. And therefore, the one who finds it cannot keep it. Um, on the other hand, if there is Yeush, meaning if it can be safely presumed that the original owner has been Miyaesh, he gave up hope of finding, of getting his lost object back. So then it immediately becomes Hefker, ownerless, and therefore the one who finds it is allowed to keep it. And then the question just is um, if when he eats it, must it be tithed? Um, so more details here in the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, if a person found in the road some figs that were put out to dry, or there have been picked figs that were cut, um, so a field but sad sadek even if it's been found right beside a field that's private property where there are figs out there drying, but these particular figs that were found were figs found in the road. Same goes if you talk about a te'ena, a regular fig, a fresh fig. That you have the fig tree leaning over, draping over the, the street, the road. And then some figs are directly beneath that tree. The person walking on the road finds some trees, excuse me, some figs that had fallen from the tree. Excuse me, said that badly. Found some figs directly beneath the tree. So in both those cases, mutaras, mishum gezel, the finder is allowed to keep those figs, even though it's obviously very likely that the katsia that he found came from the field, the next jutting field that was where other similar figs are drawing. And of course, it's also very likely that the fig that he found in the road, that's a fresh fig, came from directly above the tree that had fresh figs. However, in both those cases, since... The bartender explains, it's not for sure the case. In other words, since figs are kind of soft and squishy um, and they kind of lose their shape, you can't necessarily see where this fig came from, if it for sure came from this tree or otherwise. And that being the case, it's presumed that the one who owns a fig tree or the Katsios field will uh, just be Miyash. He will give up hope of getting his fig back. So then it becomes Hefker, ownerless. And that being the case, it's Mutter, it's permitted for the finder to keep it, as far as the halachas of gezel, of, th- of thievery is concerned. Normally the mitzvah of Hashavah Saveda would apply, but here not, because of that. Oh, the truth is actually technically Hashavah Saveda probably does apply here, um, but since, because it can be safely assumed that the katsia belongs to the katsia field and the te'ena the fig belongs to the fig tree directly above, which is a private property, but since a person will rationalize, the finder will rationalize and say there's no necessary proof that this fig belongs to that owner. He'll end up keeping it. And that being the case, 
we can assume there was Yehush, and that being the case, we can assume that it's Hefker, and Onelis, and that being the case, Upaturus Menomaisris, the one who finds the fig or the Katsia, can eat it on the road without tithing it first, because since it's Hefker, it's exempt from tithes, um, and I should point out importantly that if food is Hefker, it's exempt from tithes only if it became Hefker prior to the Gemar Malacha, prior to the completing of um, the processing of this particular fruit. If the Gemar Malacha happened, and then someone, even if someone explicitly announces that his produce is ownerless, is Hefker, still the people who find it have to tithe it because it's already reached the stage of tithing requirements, Gemar Malacha. But when it comes to fresh figs falling from trees, they certainly do not reach Gemar Malacha because they fell without being collected. And same goes for the Katsios. They're out drying. Since they're not fully dried, clearly it didn't reach Gemar Malacha. In all those cases, therefore, one who finds it can keep it because assumptions of, of Yehush and therefore Hefker, and therefore he'll be exempt from taking Maestras because it's Hefker. On the other hand, if what he found in the road was directly beneath a Zayas, an olive tree, or a Charuv, a carob tree, so then they are, he is required to return the uh, He's re- required to return the uh, fruit, the zayas, the olive, or the or the charov, the carob. And that being the case, he's actually chayv. He's he's required to return the olives or the carobs to the original owner. The Bartanura says the difference is that when it comes to olives or carobs, they're quite hard, firm fruits. And that being the case, when they fall from the tree, they don't get disfigured, unlike a fresh fig, and that being the case, it's perfectly clear you can identify that the olives match the other olives in the tree, or the carobs match the other carobs in the tree, and that being the case, one, it's like a simon, and therefore, one must return it to the owner, the owner would not be mayayash, he would not give up hope of getting it back, and therefore certainly one can't steal it and eat it without tithing it, because it's actually not his, he's chayiv, he's required to return it um, because of the halachas of gazel, of, of thievery. On the other hand, if matzah grow gross, if a person finds dried figs on the road, then for sure they didn't fall from a tree because they've been dried. So now he can keep them because they're dried figs that any simon, any any symbol or mark that can identify them affirmatively, and that being the case, he can keep them and eat them. The question is, must he first tie them before he eats these dried figs on the road? Now that will depend on whether or not the dried figs have reached Marmalacha. If you recall back to the last mission of the first parak, we said when it comes to Grogros, it's Mishyidashu, when they, when they have been um, Yadushu, they've been pressed, like squished together into a single container. So if they're dry but not yet pushed into the container, pressed in the container, they haven't reached Marmalacha. Now you find a fig on the road, who knows if this came from a container that had been pressed already, or if it's prior to being put in a container for pressing. No one knows. Therefore, the Mishnah will say we go after the majority, meaning, as the Mishnah says here, imdarsu rov b'nei adam, if most people have already pressed their dried figs in, into the containers, so then Chayev, he, the finder, is obligated to tithe this dried fig prior to eating it. Note again, the Chayev in the previous sentence meant Chayev to return it. This Chayev means Chayev, he's requ- he can keep it, but he is required to tithe it. Vimlav, and if not, meaning if most people have not yet pressed their dried figs into the containers, then it can be assumed that this dried fig came from the majority of un Gemar Malacha finally pressed dried figs. And that being the case, Patur, it's exempt 
from the requirement to tithe, taking Maestras, before eating it awry, because he assumed it goes after the majority, and the majority hadn't reached Gmar Malacha, and therefore he found that prior to Gmar Malacha, therefore it's Hefker and exempt. It's Hefker then, I've reached Gmar Malacha, and it's exempt from tithing. Matzapilche Devela, if he found um, pieces of a Devela, Devela is a fig cake. If you recall again, we said back in the sixth mission, the first parak, I believe, maybe it was actually the eighth mission of the first parak, that when um, when is the last stage of, if you press figs into a cake, what they would do is, that was the last step. It's like finished and done as it's pushed into like a, a cake, which is sort of eaten, you break off a piece of the cake and eat it as you go, this dried fig cake. Um, you recall like they had sort of like lacquered it with juice to make it shiny, etc. The point is, if you find Pilche Devela pieces of fig cake, for sure it had Gmar Malacha, because the fig cake is Gmar Malacha. Therefore, you know for certain it had reached Gmar Malacha, so even though now you can keep it, because it's there was Yehush, it's lost without a simon, still, um, before you eat it, you must tie it, because it passed the Gmar Malacha stage, and therefore it says simply, Matzah Pilche Devela, Chayev, you must tie it, Sheyadua, because it's known, Shehein Medivar Gamor, that this Pilche Devela, this piece of fig cake, are coming from fruit that reached Gmar Malacha, because all fig cakes have reached Gmar Malacha. Now, period. That's the end of that first topic in the Mishnah. We're now going to a, essentially a totally new topic. Truth is, we're actually circling back to the topic we had in the first mission of this parak. You recall in the first mission of this parak, we talked about bringing figs for drawing through on Tzchatzer. And the basic thrust of that Mishnah was, since they're not haven't reached Gmar Malacha because you're planning on drying these figs, everyone can help themselves and eat them even in the Chatzer without tithing them. Everyone except for the owner himself. The owner himself can't eat those figs because it looks like to an onlooker he's eating his figs as Tev without tithing them. And it's hard to say he's intending to dry them and not eat them when he's eating them. So that's no good. Um, now we continue on on that topic, I meaning we revert back to that topic from the first Mishnah, and we talk about Haruvan. Haruvan are, are caribs, so caribs were dried also like figs, um, but while they're in the drying process, it was not unusual to feed those caribs to one's animals. The question therefore is, may one take the figs off of the drying roof back to the Chatzer and feed animals in the Chatzer, the owner himself, feed his own animals from the Chatzer? And the Mishnah says, Yes, he can. Vacharuvan, as for the caribs, Ajlo Kansan, as long as he hasn't made him into a pile. Because if you recall in the first in the first parak, this was the sixth Mishnah. Now the first parak we said that the Gemar Malacha when it came to caribs was when you dried them and piled them up. So if he hadn't yet piled them up, La onto the roof of the of the uh, onto the top of the, the roof of the building, so then you have reached Gemar Malacha, these figs are, these caribs are still drying. Since Havrich Gemar Malacha, he could take them down to the Chatzer. Morid Mehem, he can take some of those drying caribs, Le Behema, and he can feed them to his animals, even that Chatzer and Patur, he is exempt, meaning he need not tithe these caribs for feeding to his animals, um, because anyone can eat from these except for him. His animals included could, but he himself cannot. And why? Because it has reached Gmar Malacha, and you don't have to look at this as like a sort of mini-harvest, if you will, because because any caribs that his animals don't eat, if he has extra caribs, he brought down more than he needed, he'll simply he'll bring those leftover caribs back up to the roof for drying, which shows that these caribs are not a separate harvest or a separate mini-harvest, if you will, from the ones that are growing on drying on the roof. It's one big harvest. He's just feeding a few of them 
awry to his animals, and therefore everything's okay, meaning the animals could eat even the chatzer from these half-dried carobs without any tithing, and whatever's left over, he can bring back on the roof to continue to dry. And by the way, just like in the first Misha, if he's standing on the roof, he himself also could eat from these carobs, just not in his chatzer, um, because it's clear that on the roof he's drying these carobs, and therefore it's a chilas arai from food that has not yet reached Gemar Malacha.